In today's show, we're looking back at the 2021-2022 season for the Denver Nuggets. Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're looking at the Nuggets. We're looking at their regular season. I'm recording this on the 18th of April. And I don't know how their series against the Warriors has gone. They're down 1-0 at the moment. Didn't look good in game one. Um, don't expect we're going to see Jamal Murray or Maga Porter Jr. play during the playoffs. Let's start, actually, by looking at where this team sits heading into the draft. They have pick 20. That's it. Their uh, second rounder is gone. That's gone to Minnesota. And they're sitting there with pick 20. That's fine. They finished this season 48-34, and 34, which I think, given the fact that Will Barton was their second best player and their third best was probably Monty Morris, is a pretty bloody good effort, I would say. Sixth in offense, 15th in defense. Sort of one win over their expected win-loss. Obviously, they were just Jokic and a bunch of blokes and trying to fight as much as possible to stay in touch. He was awesome this season. Again, we'll talk about him more, Nikola Jokic, in a second. For their offseason, um, Jermichael Green has an $8.2 million player option. He's 31. I don't think he's declining that because I don't know where he's getting that money. He sort of fell out of favor this year. And when Porter returns next year, like where is he? where is Green going to fit? Is he even going to play? Bryn Forbes is unrestricted. They traded for him and then basically didn't play him. He's not that good. I wouldn't think they'd be prioritizing bringing him back. Faku is a restricted free agent. Also fell out of the rotation at times. And with Murray, Highland, Rivers, Morris, don't think they'd prioritize bringing him back necessarily. Jeff Green has a $4.5 million player option. Hey, it's above the league minimum. He'll take that. He'll be back. Blacko Chanchar is restricted. The only reason he'd be back is because he's uh, Jokic's mate. Austin Rivers and DeMarcus Cousins, both unrestricted free agents. They provided little bits and pieces for this team, and you could bring them back on vet minimums again. And they're solid in their role. You ideally don't want to have to play Austin Rivers at all, but Cousins is a backup center. It worked okay. He was solid enough coming off the bench there, better than I think a, a Jermichael Green, but the guy you really want to step into that role is going to be Zeke Naji. Hopefully he's able to do that. But that's, that's where you want that playing time to go rather than going towards DeMarcus Cousins. Um, this team is really, really interesting because we didn't get to see Jamal Murray at all. The headmaster tore his ACL in April 2021. And there was some thought that maybe he could return. Again, not a player that I suggested anyone should draft based on the fact that you might get him at limited minutes for five games. Well, we didn't even get him for that. Again, he might be there in the playoffs. I don't know. But irregular season was just never going to happen for him. 
Um, so I'd expect him to be pretty much back to normal by the time the 22-23 season tips off. He still will have some issues with efficiency. That happens often when you return from an ACL. But the last time we saw him, he was playing 36 minutes a night, averaging 21, 4, and 5. 1.3 steals, 48, 87. I would expect that 35 is 33 minutes. The 21 is 18 points. The 48 is 46. So not top 50, maybe not top 50. Sorry, not top 40, maybe not top 50 or top 60. And that'll improve as the season goes on. He's never a high assist guy, high steals guy, very low rebound guy. He'll hit his threes. We know that. But I think there'll be a little bit of a dip. Last season that he played, he was 41%. It's the only time he'd been above 38 in his career. So which player is he? Does the ACL, post-ACL confidence issue impact him being a better shooter? I think it might just knock it down a couple of percentage points, especially early on in the season. That's That tends to be the pattern of what happens to players. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm telling you about it right now. You've heard me tell you about it before. It just tastes amazing. Instead of a candy bar, which tastes great too. But it's high. They're high in calories. They're high in fat. They're high in sugar. Whereas Built Bar, you're like in halving the calories, 130 in a bar. Plus, you're getting 17 grams of protein. And unlike protein bars, this one tastes good. Whether your flavor is cookies and cream or coconut or strawberry or orange or raspberry or mint brownie or peanut butter or salted caramel, they've got the flavors for you. Plus, there's the new range, the Puffs, protein-infused marshmallow. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. That'll save you 15% off your order. And get yourself boxes and boxes of delicious Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Let's talk about the best player in the NBA, maybe. Two-time MVP, maybe. Best player in fantasy basketball, yes. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. He was just so over- overwhelmingly the number one player this year again that it was unbelievable. 27, 14, and 8. 1.5 steals, 0.9 blocks. 58 and 81. 58 and 81. A true shooting of 66%. He averaged 58.5 fantasy points. These are crazy numbers. How is how does, is it possible? Like he was so good. He's going to be the number one pick again next year. Absolutely rightfully so. And I talked about this on a show, like, I don't know when it was, a few weeks ago. There'll be people who try and institute some rules. Like, if you get Jokic, you forfeit a third round pick because he's just so good. And please, if your league has that, please do not allow that to happen. It is a ridiculous rule. Jokic is very good. This doesn't mean that he's going to be at this level or this far ahead of everybody every season moving forward. In fact, next year, when Porter is theoretically healthy and Murray is there, he might drop off a little bit. It's possible. He's not Wolverine. He's not impervious to injury. He will get hurt at some point in his career, I would expect. And that'll happen. So just, it's not all over if someone picks Jokic at one in their draft. You haven't lost the league. That's not how it works. He's awesome. He's great. I picked him for MVP. His Raptor is a 14.8, which is an insane number. Somehow Raptor has him as a 5.9 defensively. He's been improved defensively. I'm not sure he's that good. He's the best player in the NBA, according to EPM, by a huge margin, 9.3, with an estimated wins of over 20. 
a true shooting of 67, an e-field goal of 62. How is that possible? Mid-range shooting at 56%. was probably going to be a drop there. Rebound rate, assist rate, steal rate, all really high. He did drop a little bit with his free throw shooting this year. And you worry a little bit that the 58% shooting might become 55 if those mid-rangers do fall off. But he's still the number one guy, very easily, comfortably. His Darko is super high. It did start to tail off. Uh, actually, that's not him. Sorry, wrong player. Um, no, it's, it's really good. What am I talking about? It's just bloody great. His on-off was a astonishing 16.4. I don't know how that's possible, but he, but it was. That's how good he was. I don't need to you know, talk about how good Jokic is for that much longer. After that, it was dreadful. Fighting and Will Barton, the 100th ranked player, the next best guy. He was picked 142. He's ESPN. He was even unranked on ESPN. You could get him really late. And he provided value there. He's 31, though. He played 32 minutes. 15, 5, and 4. 0.8 steals. He's been a good steals guy in the past. So that's a little bit weird. 44 and 80. He was so inconsistent with his shooting numbers. And with Murray and Porter, he won't be most likely a top 100 or top 120 guy next season. He's older. He's inefficient. He has curbed in some of his insane, I'm the best player on this team, I'm going to take every shot mentality, which he had. But he's lost a lot defensively. He's lost a little bit with his creation ability for others. His advanced stuff is a little bit lower than we would hope. Um, yeah, I reckon that might be the end of him having any sort of impact in standard leagues. He was good at times, but when we try to look at how the team forms... The return of Murray, the return of Porter, the ascension, perhaps, of the big stiffy Bones Highland. Gordon, Gordon, <clears throat> Barton's going to be left behind, I think. That's how I'd be doing it anyway if I was running that team, that he gets deprioritized into a 27-minute-a-night bench roll at some stage, and he goes from there. Like, his advanced numbers aren't terrible, but they're sort of league average, and it's going to start to trend downwards. Aaron Gordon was next. Surprisingly, 104th in category leagues. Didn't expect him to be there. He was drafted 128. Still is a guy that thinks had one top 100 season. 32 minutes, 15, 6, 2.5, and, and putrid steals and blocks. But remember, he benefited from Porter being out. Extra usage, a couple of extra minutes, a couple of extra rebounds. He actually shot decently, 52 and 74. Good numbers there. 61% on twos is huge. And that's a pattern going back from when he was traded from Orlando. He had really high two-point percentage playing off of Jokic, and he'll continue to do that. I just think he's more like a 13.5 and, and 5 rebound guy versus a 15-6 and six rebound guy. Um, advanced stuff, again, it's just he's just one of the most average neutral players in the NBA. Although EPM likes him, plus 1.3, that's 82nd percentile. He finished at the rim really well, 70%. Avoided mid-ranges, which was strong. Free throws are okay. I think he was just solid enough this year. Defensively, some of his work dropped a little bit. He'd been pretty good defensively in the past. Dropped a little bit. Not to an egregious level. But he was a massive plus nine as well. But again, I think we have to factor in the absence of Porter in the production of Gordon for this season. We've got Monty Morris, who just was one of the most boring players in the NBA. He played 30 minutes. 12 and a half, three and four and a half. 0.7 steals, 48 and 87. 
He's a great assist to turnover guy, one of the best in the NBA. But there's just no volume. And next season, he'll play 20 minutes a night. Mario will be back. So this was solid enough to take him with a last-round pick. We thought he would be better than Campazzo, and he clearly was. But he's 27. Is there any upside in Monty Morris? He's okay. Like, he didn't embarrass himself. You could deal with him as a bridge starter, waiting for a rookie to come through or a guy to develop or waiting for the next, whatever. Like, you can deal with that. And, you know, what happened this year? Replacing an injured player. But ideally, he's a backup point guard who can hold his own when he's out there. Again, took steps forward, looked looked solid. But I'm not sure he is a long-term starting NBA point guard. On off of 8.1 is pretty interesting. Most interesting fact is that these guys like Gordon and Morris <clears throat> get this big boost playing with Jokic. Barton didn't. He was a minus 1.2 despite starting all those games. That's pretty telling. Um, yeah, Morris is fine. But is he going to be a top 100 guy ever again? He wasn't even this year. Like, is he even going to be a top 150 guy ever again? Probably not. And then after that, it's it's a wasteland in terms of fantasy contributions. Boogie was next at 222nd. He only played 15 minutes a night, some of that for Milwaukee. He's about to turn 32. He averaged 9 and 6 with 0.7 steals on 46 and 76. Hit a 3 a game. He was totally fine in that backup role. Book Cousins. He had a pretty good defensive um, Raptor. His Raptor was strong. His EPM was strong. His advanced numbers were good. He is a good player. But he's not good enough to play in big minutes consistently or continually. And that's always going to limit him at this point in his career. Again, just really solid as a backup. Accept that role. He can be that above average backup in the NBA who will have moments of being fantasy streamable if players go down. And he'll have the occasional, like, you know, 16 and 6 game in 19 minutes. He'll have those games. But it just won't be consistent enough for us to care too much about that, I wouldn't thought. I wouldn't have thought. Big Stiffy. Really impressed with Bones Highland. I loved him in the draft. Especially thought it was a steal how late he went. He only ended up playing 19 minutes a game. He averaged 10 points with two threes, three assists, 40 and 86 as his shooting numbers. Really high assist to turnover ratio as well. Shot 37% from three. I thought he was impressive. One Positive 1.3 Raptor. Not many rookies give you positive in those numbers. Negative 0.2 EPM. That's 67th percentile in EPM. Like That's a big number. Needs to finish at the rim better. Needs to get to the rim more. But good shooting from three, good shooting from the line, good assist numbers, good turnover numbers, solid defensively. I think he is a future starter. And I think the Nuggets should be looking at, as much as possible in year two, how Highland and Murray work together. Murray can be a point guard or an off-ball guard. Bones can be as well. And when you're running with Jokic, honestly, that's the point guard. So you just need to be able to shoot and stretch and dribble and handle. And they, all, they can do that. Would I expect <clears throat> Bones to start next season? I doubt that. But you know, it's Martin, but Martin, it's Barton, it's Morris. One, he's got to ta- overtake those guys. And I don't think that's... <clears throat> by year three, I don't think that's a crazy thought to think that he could get to that level. I was very impressed with him as a rookie. Malone is always going to be tough on rookies in terms of playing time. But he will step up. Jeff Green, 25 minutes a night. That's too many. 
but that's because of Porter's injury. 10 points, 3 rebounds, 52 and 83. So hyper-efficient from Jeff. No assists, steals or blocks. That's just who Jeff Green is in his career. He didn't do anything to make me think that he's a gigantic priority, but he's going to take that player option and come back and hopefully just be a backup. Totally adequate without being good and really not troubling the scorers for fantasy leagues. Jermichael Green, he's going to be 32 in a couple of months. I think he'll pick up that player option. Six points in 16 minutes. Lost spot in the rotation at times. His ability to be this really good three-point shooter, which he was in the past, is not really there anymore. He hit 27% of them. That's obviously not a very good number. Offensively, I thought he hurt him a lot. That's why he was taken out of the rotation. Really only came back when Zeke Naji got hurt. His advanced stuff, he's all rough this season. Again, he is 32, amazingly, somehow. And, yeah, we don't really care for him. Fantasy-wise, there's no real upside or long-term value or even short-term value. Negative seven on-offs, pretty damning. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Are the Nuggets still in? I don't know. But if they are, you can go to betonline.net and check all their odds for the most recent game, upcoming game, and future series. BetOnline is your continued source for all the sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's talk about one of the most disappointing players in the NBA, Maga Porter Jr. He was picked at ADP 27. Jamal Murray's out. True. He's going to take some steps forward. Uh, I guess not. Nine games, 30 minutes. 10 points, six and a half rebounds, 0.2 blocks, shot 36 and 56. But I'm going to say we just have to throw this out. And under no circumstance do we draft him third round, fourth round, fifth round probably. But those shooting numbers were so putrid that you have to think it's all to do with his back. In fact, it almost definitely is. 21% from three, 49 from two, a true shooting of 42%. It's unfathomable he can be that bad when for his first two years, his efficiency was through the roof. Now, I had real skepticism that he'd remain like a 43% three-point shooter, but the fall-off was actually insane. So I, I think we just have to throw this out of how bad he was offensively. Defensively, he actually played okay, and some of his advanced stuff defensively is strong, despite not having many, many blocks or steals. He's still not 24. The long-term value for him in Dynasty is iffy because that's another back surgery. I think he's third. And this is why teams wouldn't draft him at all. They said, we're just not drafting him. His back is cooked. And another back surgeon would tell you, maybe that's fair enough. And now he's signed to a insane contract of $30 million plus for the next four years, five years. Five, I think they gave him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see whether he even lasts that long or how much he actually plays in that time. He was... You know, trending in the right direction. He had a little bit of a struggle in some of the playoffs last season. But the start of this year was rough. But again, I'm just going to chuck that out. I just think that's back-related. So when he's on the court, we expect him to be much better than that. Much better shooter than that. I would bloody hope so anyway. I don't think he's that... He's not that shooter. We know that. It's just really disappointing. 
Baku, 31 minutes a night. He's a guy that you can get assists and steals from, but on court, he's just not up to it. The efficiency's not there. He's too small. Defensively, he gets he gets roasted. And they've got too many guys now. Murray, Barton, Morris, Highland. He's just not a regular part of the rotation. He's probably going to head back to Europe, would be my guess. I don't think they'd look to bring him back. Um, he showed some things as a rookie, but I, I don't see it anymore for him. He's 31, 14% usage. No, bye. Bryn Forbes is a guy who gets consistently overrated. He can hit threes, but he can do actually nothing else. Not a single thing. 1.6 triples, 9 points in 17 minutes, 91 from the line. I just... There is no player I could care less about, I think, than him. I don't know how he gets minutes and contracts, and I just think he's just not a good player. And what he um, gives up defensively leads to you know way more than what he gives back offensively. I just don't think he's good. I don't think they should bring him back. I don't think he's got any fantasy value. I'm not going to talk about Austin Rivers. There's no need to. Davon Reed, who they brought in, but refused to convert him to a full-time contract so he can't play in the playoffs. That shows that maybe they don't think that highly of him. I think they should think highly of Zeke Naji. 17 minutes, 6 points, 4 boards, 0.3 blocks, 52 and 63. I thought he showed quite a bit. Now, that 367th ranked player is not great. 355 in points leagues. That's not awesome. The advanced staff is not great either. It's not fantastic. It's not dreadful, but it's not um, a disaster. But there was just enough there in his 700 minutes before knee injury shut him down that makes me think, yeah, you should be able to overtake Jermichael, maybe Boogie, maybe Jeff Green next season. I don't think he'll ever be a 30-minute-a-night player, but 22-23, 10 and 7, 1.33s, 1.3 blocks. It's got enough value there for deeper formats. He flashed enough to me where I'm excited to see where it goes, even if some of his uh, advanced numbers aren't there. Marcus Howard, I don't really think he's an NBA player, nor do I with Vlatko Chanchar, who played 15 games, 12 minutes. I think his, I think the Vlatko Chanchar experiment is probably over. That was a quick show. Don't know why that one was so quick. But anyway, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.